You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ, amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Brisbane and beyond. Hello, hello, you're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez, I use he, him pronouns. And my name is Kai and I use they, she pronouns. And we are all about amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Mianjin and beyond. Today, we've got a very special episode. We'll be doing some of the week in community news and events, as usual, at the top. And then after that, we'll be having an interview with a local drag superstar, Lord Severus. So very excited for that one. And then later in the episode, we'll all be chatting together, the three of us, about Brisbane Pride Fair Day and some of the things and thoughts that we have around that experience. And hopefully, she'll be enlightening for everyone. Other than that, we're going to start off at the top with the week in community events and news. So Queensland State Hub, which is QUT's queer collective at uh, Calvin Grove campus and online, have a, I think it's their State Hub for Queer Collaborations. So that's from today, the 27th of September to the 29th of September from 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. This year, QUT will be hosting the in-person State Hub for Queer Collaborations. I'll pop the link for the registration for this on the Transmission Facebook page at Transradio with a Z. This year's theme is Inside Out, a reflection of the way our community has banded together over the last couple of years, despite being physically isolated from each other. Whether you're from Griffith, UQ, QT, ACU, ASC, ASQ, TAFE, or somewhere else entirely, we'd love to see you join us at QT Calvin Grove to meet other queer people from across Australia, discuss important community issues, and work towards the uplifting of LGBTQIA students as a whole. This is a student's only event. So if you are not a student currently enrolled somewhere, you will not be able to attend. But that link will be on the Transmission Facebook page at Transradio with a Z. Cool. And we've got Suffics are having a spring fling at La La Land in Fortitude Valley on Friday, October 7th from 9pm. So Suffix is back with our spring fling. Hold on to your flower crowns because this is going to be a big one. <laughs> Mianjin Suffolk community is invited to a night of dancing, connecting and springtime joy from 9pm at La La Land in the valley. We will have a couple of DJs, a photographer and a special appearance by a local performer. Line up to be announced. So there's a little bit of a teaser there actually. Mm. The mystical menagerie murder on the dance floor location at Backdock Arts in Fortitude Valley on Saturday, October 8th from 6pm. There has been a murder on the dance floor. Can you figure out who the killer is before they get you? Immerse yourself in Brisbane's newest variety show experience this Halloween season. This murder mystery features a live game narrator collaborating with burlesque, drag, kink, and sideshow performers of the Brisbane Underground. This show will leave you questioning your moral values more than ever before. Lineup includes Sev, uh, Busy Busybody, Ophelia Novak, Barbie Banks, Arlo Mythic, MC is Kazani? Kazani? I'm going to say Zani. There's a C at the beginning, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Apologies. <laughs> um, and a trigger warning for content and themes for this uh, next event. It's Queer and Trans Violence Prevention Community Day. Uh, location is still to be confirmed at somewhere in New Farm. 
on Saturday, 15th of October, 11.30am, Medigenders One Voice has been working with local queer and trans workers across LGBTIQ plus community health, domestic and family violence and sexual violence sectors to create spaces for community to come together to talk about experiences of violence and what is missing in current systems of support. This day will be the first event in what we hope to be a series of actions focusing on domestic, family, intimate, partner and sexual violence affecting LGBTIQ+, sister girl and brother boy communities. We invite community members to attend to enjoy food and connection. There will be a panel discussion featuring people with a lived experience of violence, talking about recovery, prevention and their experiences of navigating systems. This will be followed by adult and youth workshops on identifying and responding to violence within queer and trans relationships and how to stay as safe as possible, including where people may not feel safe accessing formal and mainstream services. We hope to follow this day up with more opportunities for community consultation and discussion soon. Yeah, more information on all those events will be on the Transmission Facebook page at Trans Radio with a Z. We are now going to move into the news, which is kind of fun there's actually like some nice fun things to report on this week so trans activist brenda appleton uh, has been honored a pioneering advocate who led the charge on victoria's birth certificate reform for trans and gender diverse people appleton has been honored with a liberty victoria voltaire human rights award the Fitzroy Street Institution Monroe's in the inner Melbourne seaside suburb is steeped in queer history and was a regular meeting spot for Seahorse Victoria, a social group for the state's trans and gender diverse community. Appleton spoke with The Guardian, saying, In the 1990s, there were very few places that we could go where we were safe, and it was difficult for us to go to a restaurant in our presenting gender and use the bathrooms. The site of the former venue is now home to Australia's first Pride Centre, which comprises LGBTQIA plus organisations, including Transgender Victoria, a not-for-profit that Appleton, Appleton 71 led for 17 years. She says, It brings such joy to my heart to see people being able to describe themselves the way they want. And, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, um, I'm so happy about that. Yeah, and the dream life of Georgie Stone. Spanning 19 years, the dream life of Georgie Stone is a 29-minute documentary that reveals the memories of Georgie Stone, an Australian transgender teen, as she helps change laws, affirms her gender, finds her voice, and emerges into adulthood. Head over to dreamlifefilm.com for more information about the doco. Yeah, I believe it is a Netflix original, so mm-hmm. to watch it, you'll have to be hopping on there but you can head to dreamlifefilm.com there'll be lots of information there as well on where you can access it if you don't have that and information on yeah more of georgie stone's life really really cool kaya actually watched that last night oh yeah it was gorgeous and for those that don't know she is the young trans actor who was in neighbors playing a trans character yeah hargreaves I don't don't know. I don't watch (laughs) Neighbours, but I I remember that, yes, she's from that series. That's really cool. Breaking news. (laughs) Would you like to report on the breaking news? (laughs) Yeah, I'll go on. Um, (laughs) Hannah Gadsby posted on social media this morning announcing, I am chuffed to announce that Netflix has agreed to work with me on a stand-up special that will showcase genderqueer voices from around the world. I won't lie, this made my decision to do a third solo special with them a little easier. (laughs) 
<laughs> I guess that's a reference to some of the issues that Hannah had after some of the yes. other specials that Netflix yeah. has had. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So on that note, I am pretty excited to be filming my new feel-good show, Body of Work, at the Sydney Opera House. Yep, I'm back at the scene of the Nanette crime. <laughs> the taping is happening tomorrow night and Thursday. It's a double banger. <laughs> the shebang of it all will premiere on Netflix at some point in the future. I suppose. It's hard to say exactly because this is a flower and algorithms are boring. (laughs) Uh, I am. We were on our way actually into the station this morning and I read that on my phone and you were like, send it to me quickly. We're telling everyone about this. This is cool. So yeah, very excited. Hopefully I'm so chuffed by all the amazing media that's coming out by trans for trans community Mm -hmm. and platforming voices. So it's excellent. Great stuff. Speaking of great stuff, we're going to listen to some music before we have our chat with our special guest today. This one is by Tash Sultana. It's live in Melbourne from the MTV Unplugged album. This one is called Flume. Amplifying the voices of the trans and gender non-conforming community of Mianjin, Brisbane and beyond. Transmission on 4ZZZ brings you the latest in trans community news, music and events. Every Tuesday from 9am till 10am, join our team of hosts for an hour of celebrating the unique perspectives of the trans community. Transmission, Tuesday mornings from 9am till 10am on 4ZZZ. You were just listening there to Against Me, F My Life 666. Filtering that a little bit because I don't... I, it feels a bit too early in the morning for, for me to, to swear, so I never I never know. But uh, Against Me, amazing track there, uh, you know, trans icons. You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez. I use he, him pronouns. I'm Kai and I use they, she pronouns. We are about to have a very special guest, aren't we, Kai? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited. They're in studio I could see them smiling at me. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna read the, the little bio here. Disabled drag daddy and MC haunting the gay and metal bars of Mianjin. Please welcome Lord Cerverus. Hey. hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, my name's Sev or Lord Severus. I use he they pronouns. Uh, yeah, I'm a disabled drag performer living, creating, struggling on uh, stolen land here in Mianjin. Right. I'm so glad you're here. I've been wanting you to ha- come in and chat about drag and queer performance with us for a while. And I, I know that you're with, you've been running Fruit as well, which is an incredible event that's put on on every International Non-Binary Day. So that, and I went to the last one. It was amazing. Oh, thank you so much. The last Fruit was particularly exciting. So Fruit was actually the brainchild of a, another Brisbane drag icon, the legendary Tina Bickey, who is since moved on to another state but occasionally comes back and gives us all some drama Um, (laughs) uh, and yeah when she left she very kindly sort of left it in mine and Ty's care and between the two of us we were able to put together something really magical for International Non-Binary Day this year and Fruits always had a very diverse lineup but to be able to really focus in on making sure that we were celebrating showcasing and creating audience space safe space specifically focused on non-binary people it's just a really unique beautiful experience for me I want to do more of it yeah it's amazing actually how the non-binary spaces in Brisbane have like really expanded uh, mm. like in a short period of time I think in the last five years I can't believe just how much there is now it's almost like through COVID we all like hibernated Oh, and the then, great coming out. And then yeah. we're like, woo, we're like out there again. <laughs> so that's great. So how long have you been in the drag scene? So this is a, 
technically for five years Mm -hmm. at this stage. But for me, it was a conscious pivot. I'd been doing cabaret and burlesque for 10, 12 years before that point. I went through this process of, I'd always struggled with burlesque, watching what other incredible burlesque performers around me, like in England, in Europe, and here in Australia, they were so beautiful, so feminine, and so just engaging. And I always felt like I was putting on a costume and following moves and trying to work out femininity and how to be performatively sexy in the process. Drag felt like fun and something I needed to try. And honestly, the second I put it on, I was like, oh, oh, it's the exact same feeling. Burlesque was gendered performance for me. Right. Drag is gendered performance for me. It's all the same. And maybe I need to ask myself some questions about what gender is. Hmm. So drag gave me the greatest gift of all for that. That was my great egg cracking. Um, the ability, <laughs> Crack. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The ability to feel euphoria in gendered performance for the first time made me realize, like, I don't think I'd ever felt that before. Really, I'd never felt any sense of being truly in myself and in my body. I'm like, I have a complicated relationship with my body. I'm disabled. So it, I've spent most of my life distancing myself from truly experiencing like everything in the moment because chronic pain sucks. Limited mobility sucks. The way I have to move through the world is so delicate sometimes. And I'm not a delicate person. I mm. feel like I should be like crashing through walls like the Kool-Aid man half the time. <laughs> Instead, I'm like, oh, no, there's stairs in this building. <laughs> But, yeah, not really putting much time into sitting and feeling with my body. I didn't know why I was miserable for decades. I didn't know why I was so uncomfortable with myself. After a month in drag, I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So five years of doing drag to get to the point where when I was first performing, it was hyper-masculine. It was leather daddy, hyper-masculine drag. And now I'm getting some great joy out of being a trans-masked person performing as a very feminine, over-accentuated drag queen sometimes as well. Just discovering playfulness in femininity is also a gift that it's now given me as well. Mm. Yeah, no, drag's a gift that keeps on giving. If it can do that for me in five years, like, catch me in ten. Yeah, right. Well, I'll I'll have to tee up an interview. I, like, lock it in. (laughs) Yeah, update check back in, yeah. (laughs) Um, And so this is a bit of a loaded question, but what is the significance of drag for the trans community? I know there's a lot of different opinions and perceptions out there oh look very complicated issue and a lot of nuance required but historically drag was one of the safest places one of the only places to express gender in a way that was surrounded only by community and of course it still wasn't safe like but our queer communities have always been a place where trans folk should have that community and safety and so drag early on in our kind of bar culture was one of the best ways to make great money and be supported being exactly who you were as a trans person in the drag community but obviously like drag is a completely different beast now than it Mm. was 30 years ago than it was 10 years ago five years ago thanks to popular television shows Mm -hmm. um which make any audience member who's a tv fan feel pretty entitled to let me know what they think of my drag (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i guess like there's also sort of like layers with drag as well because there's drag performance and then there's other forms of queer performance how do you think so how does drag fit in because drag is also something that's evolutionary change because i remember when i was growing up 
I always perceived drag to be usually cis men performing, dressing up uh, in quotations as as women and and the performative element of a send-up of femininity, if Mm. you will. And now that's really changed. We have bio queens and we have different variations of expression of drag. What what are these different forms like? It's an interesting one to be in the centre of because I don't know entirely that really has changed, just that the size of the communities, the size of access has changed. Right. Absolutely, the first drag almost anybody sees tends to be, you know, a cis gay white man in a dress. Right. <laughs> uh, that does tend to be people's first impression of drag. But obviously with visibility of other minority drag, it attracts more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the more space is created, the more that we see those drag performers. And the, like the divide between drag and other forms of queer artistic performance I don't even know that there is a line anymore. Mm. At least when I'm watching some drag, I'm like, yeah, this is very kind of camp traditional, stayed, you know, pub drag inspired. But that being said, my favorite drag has always been off the wall, has always been kind of unique. And, you know, even my drag, it's part burlesque, it's part satire, it's part comedy, it's part, you know, soul wrenching performance art if I'm having a bit of a breakdown and I need to get some feels out. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it can be part of. And all of those things. I've started talking about it more as though drag is a genre of performance. Mm. Mm. And within that, you can have all these other elements and cross genres and stuff. But all drag is to me now is queer expression through performance that has some sort of gendered play in it. Mm -hmm. But obviously, even the concept of gendered play gets more and more complex to think about. You know, I'm trans, mask, non-binary. And sometimes I like to wear skirts and literally none of that has anything to do with performing a gender mm-hmm. anymore. Right. That's just my life. So am I still doing drag? <laughs> uh, yeah, right. So that's yeah. sort of like a bit of, there's a lot There's a lot of nuance there and it, self-interpretation of, of drag as well. Like people can make it what they would like. A dear friend actually said a couple of nights ago, and I think this is really interesting, they're referencing another incredible performer in the local scene who, like me, regularly likes to get all their kit off. Yeah. And this friend said, I think that's really interesting, you know, that famous RuPaul quote, like, you're born naked and the rest is drag. Mm. But I've seen you be fully naked and definitely performing drag. (laughs) Yeah. So at that point, what is drag anymore other than performance in that space that has that radical element Mm. of queer performance? Yeah, I know several sex workers in different aspects of the community that consider the character they're playing during their work as drag. You know, it, it can it can be a lot of things. It absolutely can. And, you know, for the majority of performers, you see this entire personal transformation when playing their character. Mm. Whereas I'm Sev here, I'm Sev at home, I'm Sev on stage. All that changes is the amount of leather and makeup I'm prepared <laughs> to put on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then some people have completely separate identities, separate um, energies for the character they only bring out. And I'm terrible. I have quite a lot of face blindness and the amount of people I meet out of drag and have zero clue who they are. Like, Sev, we've known each other for years. (laughs) Actually, without your signature eyeliner, I have no clue who you are. I'm so sorry, whoever that was at the coffee shop. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and that happens, right? And I guess that also that's a similar experience with transition to, you know, like someone who met me five years ago will definitely not recognize me now, which is... I guess there's some sort of like play there with transness and and drag and and that we there are different ways that we've been expressing ourselves throughout our lives, especially as trans people. And drag creates a space where it's like, you know what, I can be whatever I feel like being, which is really cool. And 
it's difficult for me because obviously my drag journey and my trans journey are I mean, completely entwined. There's really no separation. One allowed me to express the other. But I feel like learn, like giving myself a space to learn how to project the sort of energy I wanted, to an experiment with how to present myself and how I felt presenting myself. You know, I'm, I'm transmasculine, but I, I have a very large chest. I walk through the world, you know, plus size and with a undeniable sway in these hips you cannot control. Even when I try, I end up with back pain. So sometimes you got to let it out. Uncontrollable, amazing hips. <laughs> they they got to sway. What are you going to do? Um, but it's watching, you know, even bar staff in, you know, reasonably hetero but alternative bars. I live for the metal, so you got to go get it. <laughs> Not needing any insight, uh, gendering me correctly and using correct pronouns for me just because they read me so masculine. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. Without the performative element, I worried for a long time. You know, I think a, a lot of us go through a phase of worrying about how effective am I ever going to be at passing in a world because I hate the concept of passing, particularly as a non-binary person. Like, I have every right to present however I want and live mm. in the body I live in, particularly a body that already hurts, like, just mm. binding is an actual nightmare for me. Mm. Compression in my ribs can't do it. So I had to make some choices early on. I was like, we'll get okay with it or, you know, start raising some money. <laughs> yeah. I decided to get okay with it. I didn't expect other people to get on board as well. Like I kind of assumed like that's the line. I'm just going to have to keep educating people and keep advocating for myself constantly, aggressively all the time because that's the choice I felt I was making. Honestly, not that much of a thing. I really thought it would be more of a thing than it is. And when yeah. I started thinking about why, it's like, are people getting better? Is the world getting better at this? I think maybe a little, for sure. But at the same time, I, um, I gave myself a masterclass, a speed course in how to walk into a room and be like, daddy's home <laughs> <laughs> and you have like such an amazing and commanding presence especially as an MC. i absolutely love seeing you in the community and i'm so grateful that you've come in this morning so oh, yeah thank you so much for having us i'm uh, loving what you're doing uh, yeah. for the community it's amazing to be able oh. to have shows directly focused for trans content looking after our community love it oh thank you oh, very thank much you. we're actually going to go to a song that is a recommendation of yours you want to talk a little bit about this one selma soul Sure. So the track I've chosen is called It Gets Better by Selma Sol. Selma Sol is a local drag legend. She's a fierce trans woman, incredible performer, trivia host, MC, but musician. And we're only just starting to learn what an incredible musician she is. She's got this fierce, chaotic, queer energy that her performance art always held that I needed in music. This song was a direct response to the City Point College controversy regarding their incredibly homophobic and transphobic expectations of students and parents. Selma wrote this in a day as a response to oh, wow. that. Okay. Um, wow. And it's incredibly powerful. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. This one here is Selma Soul. It gets better. Language warning. that there was queer bait with the track clock and before that you're listening to the muslims with f the system spelt 
C-I-S-T-E-M. Uh, you're listening to Transmission on 4 Z. My name is Ez. I use he, him pronouns. I'm Kai, and I use they, she pronouns. I'm Sev. I use he, they pronouns. And we are now all going to be chatting about Brisbane Pride Fair Day, which was on the 24th of September, just just been. And it was a... It was a I mean, we were there. There was a lot of faces, a lot of really like beautiful people. One of the biggest Pride Fair days I've actually seen in terms of the a ship. turnout. A turnout, yeah. There was so many people who joined the march, and it was that was very cool. And there were lots of really amazing stalls as well. Unfortunately, for Triple Z, we were going to broadcast live from Musgrave Park on the day, but due to the council having to reduce down quite drastically the size of stalls that could be there on the day meant that we were unable to to yeah broadcast live which i believe dominico from exit stage z spoke about as well on saturday so yeah apologies for everyone who was looking forward from a live broadcast from the event but yeah uh, brisbane pride i think were very frantic in trying to arrange some things uh, mm. and didn't d- unfortunately didn't get everyone there sev you were unfortunately not able to be there as well yeah, unfortunately, I and some of the really dedicated volunteers from the Brisbane Leather Pride Committee and volunteers from Bootco uh, had all been working for a number of weeks on producing the adult tent content for the year. The adult tent was unfortunately one of those structures that couldn't be fit into the festival. And we, we found out you know, the day before, which is a lot of people to wrangle and a lot of information to spread. Yeah. And also a lot of work. Yeah, I know, because you had different sex ed educators who were going to put on sessions as well. and um, We had sexual health educators. We had demonstrations. We had a panel of leather leaders and title holders. We had a sex worker panel mm. talking about legality and access in Queensland. And, yeah, a lot of really important content, a lot of opportunities to connect with community and some of the parts of Pride that I personally and most attached to i've been involved in the adult tent for years and it's Mm. something that i'm very passionate about so obviously it was very hard to see that work and preparation kind of come to this incredible anti-climax i get that really tough decisions had to be made and i do think people deserve a pride fair day it would have been really hard to pull it um, oh yeah cancel it but i also believe people really deserve a pride fair day that serves the community um, Absolutely. And that, yeah. that's the hardest bit for me. It's the work I know goes into the community stages. Especially know. by, you know, volunteers. And I mean, a lot of the not-for-profits that usually have stalls at Pride Fair Day, you know, they're all volunteer run and they have they plan for the year for Pride Fair Day. And, you know, I mean, I know Kai and I were particularly upset because we really, really wanted Transmission to be there. Oh, we were we were devastated. We wanted to, to meet people and we wanted, you know, we had people from other queer shows on on Zed that we're going to be there and yeah we were really excited to be a part of it it's almost a surprise that Zed hasn't been a part of it for you know previous years yeah it's yeah it is a little it is it is disappointing I do have to say that you know I think Pride Fair Day has there are elements of rainbow capitalism going on that sort of make me wince a little bit sometimes I think Mm. when I was much younger like in my teens so over a decade ago now I used to attend Pride in Musgrave Park and it was really cool to actually see it go back to its original space too in West End I also think West End is just a really cool like queer a different queer hub for especially trans people it's such a great Mm. space and it's a different kind of accessibility as well because 
New Farm Park always, you know, there's no trains or anything down there. You have to catch a bus, and then parking is always a nightmare. It's been a nightmare since I was a kid. Now it's extra, extra rough. So mm-hmm. I was really excited for the new location. Yeah, it was un- unfortunate. But I, I know lots of people had a great time. And thank you for everyone who turned up to show support for LGBTQIA plus community and in the rally and everything. Yeah, that's really big. Yeah, and a, a shout-out to, first of all, all of those community organizations that, that couldn't have their stalls. and But also, you know... A, a shout out as well to the the ones who who did show up and regardless of not having a marquee in like it was so hot it and was they hot. they still came in and showed up and you know it, these people put so much work into the community and and they're really coming from the heart um mm. that's it that passion and commitment and drive that's the community aspect that pride is supposed post to unify and bring out of us and let us meet all the other incredible people doing things actively for the community supporting growing community yeah i think that's what on a personal note that's what hurts the most isn't that decisions had to be made to make the festival smaller because i get it infrastructure is what it is weather's what it is i totally get it i'm a producer myself not to this scale but i know how hard it is to make decisions on the fly that affect an entire event and Mm ticket buying audiences like i get it what hurts is that the work of marginalized people trans people sex workers disabled people (laughs) community organizations that work was less deserving of space than corporate presentation and Mm. yeah that's disappointing that's that's where my heart like really struggles because again i get it money important and having support i guess but when rainbow capitalism is more important than community more important than outreach more important than people actually networking sharing their lived experiences Mm. one of the things i was going to be presenting personally in the adult tent was talking about medical access support systems and advocacy for trans people in the healthcare system Mm. Something that without the fellowship of other trans people, I would know nothing because the information given to me by the system has not been great. Oh, Mm. yeah. And I wanted to carve space to give other people the opportunity to start their journey, start asking questions, talk to specialists, talk to advocates. If Pride isn't about that and instead it's about the forces and Mm. uh, supermarkets, I I, I don't know. I'm really struggling with how to be okay with that in my heart because pride is something not just that we do like it's something we have like we all deserve it we need it we're still fighting for it mm. and i really felt yeah like as, as a neglected trans, really yeah and like yeah. as a trans disabled person who i planned my pride around my own accessibility needs how to present the best thing i could with those needs without shade without seating without a tent um pride literally became inaccessible to me and i didn't even get to go yeah mm. yeah nope i I hear you. It is very disappointing. I think, you know, there are select organizations that may be able to answer these, maybe have something to answer for. Yeah, if you're actually involved in any way with or listening today and you're a part of maybe one of the organizations, I would love to hear from you and hear your thoughts about what you think we should be doing Mm. to better this community. Brisbane Pride Fair Day has been iconic in this city. It is a space where everyone should feel welcome. It is a space that especially prioritizes people who want to help make the world a better place, especially for marginalized communities, especially for our rainbow families. And if if you want to be a part of that, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear how we can make it better as well. Yeah, and if you're a corporation or a business or something that isn't necessarily innately part of the community, I think 
should really be trying to consider the space that you're taking up in our spaces, you know, and what, what are you contributing? Is it useful that you are there or like, can you use your platform by like better by bringing in other organizations and giving them space and, and holding space for them? Mm. You know, like we will definitely look more fondly on your organization. If that's on, on your business if that's your goal if you're actually listening to the community and prioritizing the community mm, yes. um that's what means something to us not you just showing up i've been you know kai and i as transmission have been interacting with the community for you know the better part of like the last six months especially with transmission and trying to be present and some of the big things that i'm noticing is that trans people are really just we're we're included where you want, where people feel, you know, like, oh, yes, we'll mention them because we're, we want to be perceived as progressive. But in actual fact, you're not prioritizing our stories and you're not actively trying to find trans activists or advocates to fill the platforms that we need to be in. Yeah, or learning how um, to engage yeah. with trans people at all or changing your systems for when you're not engaging with trans people like oh okay well we'll ask about pronouns when we perceive there to be trans people here and Mm. then oh no don't worry we're all just it's normal now you know there's no trans people here we don't need to talk about about yeah uh, we don't need to be inclusive yeah exactly yeah Uh, it's a you're cherry picking which is again it's it's yeah it's marginalization anyway that's uh it's a bit grim we're feeling a bit deflated in the studio today about how that went down but i Again, I would really like to reiterate, thank you everyone who came to show support and people who showed up despite not having a marquee, people who showed up and made an effort, and people from within the Brisbane Pride organization as well for doing the best you can where you can. I will hopefully feel better by next year and love to attend. We'll see how things progress. If you would like to reach out to us, by the way, and fill us in on any ideas you may have if you're an organization or someone who has attended Fair Day in the past, uh, you can reach out at Transradio with a Z. That's our Facebook page and our, all our social media, actually. You can send a message there. Kai or myself will answer. Yeah, so at Transradio with a Z. Also, yeah. there were lots of other really cool-looking events that we didn't get to go to because we were a bit too deflated, but some really other cool events that were on on that day so you know it doesn't always have to be yeah. about the the fair day or about you know paid doesn't events have, yeah, exactly. um there's there's lots of options out for us out there and maybe that's something that we should all look at yeah thank you so much sev again for joining us today thank you so much thank you so much for tuning into transmission you will be back next tuesday 9 a.m unless you're listening on the podcast then we'll you can listen back to us anytime you like thank you so much uh love you all and goodbye bye Thank you so much for listening to Transmission. See you next Tuesday, 9 to 10 a.m. on 4ZZZ.